Welcome back to Brews with Broads. I'm your host, Hannah Heim. This is a fun one this week, y'all. I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Melissa McCann and Michelle Wonder. Melissa, out of Sacramento, is the executive director of the Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance. And Michelle, out of Portland, Oregon, is the website slash marketing slash social media coordinator. And together, they founded the Women's International Craft Beer Summit. It's a virtual craft beer summit with an absolutely stacked lineup that is happening for a second year in a row this year, April 22nd through 24th. As you'll hear from the giggles on giggles in this episode, I had the best time getting to know them both, the many hats they've worn throughout their beer journeys, what went into getting the summit off the ground last year, and what they have up their sleeves this year. And if our chat gets you amped to attend the Women's International Beer Summit this year, then stay tuned to the very end of this episode for details on how you can win a ticket of your very own, okay? Without further ado, here are Michelle and Melissa of the Women's International Beer Summit. Enjoy. Can I drink my beer yet? (laughs) Yeah, you you live with that. Listen, can you drink your beer yet? That's the perfect intro. Melissa McCann, Michelle Wonder, welcome to Brews with Broads. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you both dialing in from the beautiful west coast of this fair country. We have two. This is actually the first. This is my first time interviewing two people at one time on the computer. So like, oh. I know, I know. I'm... Multi-talented right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be good to you in your first throuple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're done. Thank you so much. That's all I need. We have the perfect episode. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, we are here for a really exciting reason because you two are the co-founders, shall we say? Yep. The co-founders. I, 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 it's my fault. I started it all, and then I invited Michelle into it, and so she can blame me for the rest of her life that I drug her into this. And then I have a couple other friends that have been really um, helpful with it as well. But uh, my gosh, Michelle is amazing, and so yeah. Weirdly, it's I can just... tell through the screen how amazing you both are. But you're both the co-founders of the Women's International Beer Summit, which yes. is why we're here. But first. You, as this, we say in the sound of music, let's start at the very beginning. Did we? We brought some beers today. We it did. Is oh yeah, definitely yes. an appropriate time to be drinking. Thanks for asking. No one. <laughs> um, well, as Melissa c- couldn't even wait, was no. ready to go. So you cracked it. What do you? What do you have? I have Urban Roots Summer Life, and it was actually put out last year, and it's a it's a barley wine, if you can believe it, called Summer Life. <laughs> so it really caught me by surprise, because like, oh, okay, it's Urban Roots, it's going to be good, let me try this. I didn't read the label, and I'm like, holy crap, that's a barley wine, and it's fucking July. I'm sorry, but I cuss. But anyway, oh, this is <laughs> but it was, um, it's, it's incredible, incredible. Uh, Peter Hoey is their uh, their main brewer, their head brewer, and oh my gosh, can that man, he can make some beer. So I'm Apparently. just, I'm, yeah. I mean, so. I don't know who's summer, wait, summer vibes? It's, it's called Summer Life. Summer Life. I and don't it's, know. Uh, it's from Urban Roots out of Sacramento, California, and uh, it ages beautifully, and I'm just, this is my last can, so I opened it just for you. Oh, so. I feel, I feel Cheers. honored. Yeah, Melissa likes to really spread the word on that beer. She brought us some when she came to Portland and visited. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, you guys have to try this. So yeah. I have had that beautiful <laughs> barley wine in, in this beer drinker's mouth before. And it's yummy. Oh, yeah. Exciting. yeah. It's really well, good. I got to get to Sacramento and Michelle are yes. Michelle, 
you have not cracked, uncorked yet. We'll do it at the same time. But what do you have? Yes, no, I have a fancy cork and cage bottle of from Freem, which is a brewery out of Hood River, uh, Oregon. Um, they don't have a super wide distribution, but they are routinely voted brewery of the year, uh, beer connoisseur. Their beers consistently rank 98 and higher. I mean, they're just fantastic. This is a barrel age saison number four. Well done. Which has been uh, aged in a Sauvignon Blanc barrel for about a year with just a touch of Brett in there. Um, so a little bit of that zinginess. You get the pineapple, you get the lilac, white grape. It's really good. And I'm going to give you the pop here oh, right here. All right. Fun. Oh. Beautiful. Sorry, that was so satisfying. Y'all are fancy. <laughs> and this is actually, I'm going to share mine with my show and tell. This is Sap House from Oxbow in Maine. Oh, right on. This is my favorite yes. wintertime beer. It's their um, smoked lager made with maple syrup. This year's was made with grade A amber. It says so on the can. And <laughs> nice. I've been hoarding this since, I don't know, October, November. So this is my last can. So I'm going to open it oh. too. And See, we're all opening beautiful beers. Gorgeousness. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, sweetest sounds in the uh, world. Right? How's the smoke on that? Oh, it's. Is it like campfire from a week ago or like ham hock on the spit? Oh See, this is why I like talking to beer people, <laughs> but specifically, which we'll get into BJCP mm -hmm. people. Yep. And just like beer nerds in general, because. The, the specificity, like, actually, we're going to get to it. I keep jumping the gun. But Jen Blair, I had her on here, obviously, to yeah. talk to teach my listeners, but also me. Who are we She's kidding? just, I love her brew. Oh, oh yeah, my she God. Teaches me all this. Yes, yeah. about mm -hmm. tasting and techniques and everything. And, like, the specificity and, like, the personalization. <sighs> That's I'm, what sensory is all about, man. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, like they say, sensory is never wrong because it's your experience. And it harpens back to your experiences, period, right. you know, and your memories and what mm -hmm. relates for you. Yeah. And that is and, true and valid. And there's no real wrong description when you're when you're doing that. And so it's it's fun to, uh, you know, put that out on a on a judging sheet when you're doing that or when you're sitting with friends that don't really know how to judge a beer and and they just they just pick it up and they're just like, oh, my gosh, you're totally right. Yes. And it's and all. Now, are we are we able to um, uh, use some expletives on your yeah, podcast, please. or how do we feel about that? We, because I was going to, I was going to say I had this one time where I was up at Mirage, which is also a pretty world renowned brewery, and and I and I was tasting this beer, and I said, "Man, that's like there's like this horse blanket thing going on there." And the guy next to me, who's not even in the conversation, he's like, "God damn you!" Now that's all I get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was just pretty uh, funny. That is, I mean, <laughs> so, I am. I'm highly suggestible like that. So if you say like, oh, this tastes like um, bubble yum. You're like, oh, well, okay, yeah. that's that's it for me. But also yeah. that's, I love yeah. shit like that. That's so yeah. kind of yeah. only like industry people say things like horse blanket. And I love mm -hmm. that. <laughs> we could talk for probably a hundred hours just about tasting and like would love to, but you know, like I said, we're here to talk about the Women's International Beer Summit, which is coming up um, mm -hmm. April 23rd and 24th. But before mm -hmm. we get into the pluggity plug plug and like genuinely so interested to know about the process of 
planning virtual beer fe- virtual and interactive beer festival like what mm-hmm. i want to get to know each of you because of course the purpose of this podcast is to kind of shine a light on all of the amazing women non-binary gender non-conforming people in our industry who like don't really get lifted up all the time and to help other people see as i always i used to misappropriate this quote to oprah but it's actually billy jean king you got to see it to be it and so talking to people like you who really to read your bios like talk about multi-hyphenates what don't you two do so i want to tell the people because i already read i did my homework but let's tell these people so i don't know once again first time in a throuble so i don't know michelle do you want to kick us off like hit me with the basic bio facts like even pre-beer because yeah, I, totally, I assume you totally. existed pre-beer, but I could be I wrong. did. <laughs> I did. I grew up in SoCal, uh, Long Beach area. Nice. Um, enjoyed some Red Stripe when I was in college. Uh, moved over to Ireland after college for a year. And that's when I really started to understand beer as community, beer as identity, beer as sense of place. Because um, obviously, Guinness, you know. Um, and so I really fell in love with that whole culture over there and how tied together people were around this pint. Um, and of course it was delicious. Um, came back stateside, moved in Colorado, uh, mid nineties to early aughts. So definitely experimented, uh, you know, fat tire was my go-to, um, totally loved that, that yummy, yummy amber ale out there in the Rocky mountains. I got to experience Oscar blues on the regular, go up to their original spotted lions, um you know old chub mama's little pills mm-hmm. great great beers uh went back to cali went to photography school actually and became a professional photographer um and that took me up to san francisco where i was for about eight years um and then up to portland in 2013 did my photography thing for about five years uh photography is a grind it's hard as an artist to make a living Obviously, photography these days is ubiquitous. We all have really great cameras in our pockets. Um, It's a lot harder sell nowadays. So I was like, I need to transition to something new. I was a member of a beer club um, for a local brewery here called Hopworks, Hopworks Urban Brewery. And they were having their mug club member Christmas party. And the head brewer came over and was like, yeah, you know, we're so excited. We got like three women down in the brew house now. And we're just really stoked about that. And we really want to see what they can bring to the table. And this light bulb just went on over my head. And I was like, I could be in the beer. I could be in the brew house too. Because moving to Portland, obviously, you become a beer connoisseur. You know, you start to read menus that have IBUs on them. And you start uh-huh. to learn what all that means. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, I think I could take this next step. Um, so I immediately started homebrewing, joined a homebrew club, uh, took their BJCP course that they offered that spring, um, started working at the local homebrew shop. That was the year that homebrew con came to Portland. Um, and so I was able to take my judging exam literally six months after I decided I want to get into beer right on. Um, oh and passed it with flying colors. I was amazed that that class was amazing. Um, if you ever get the chance to do that BGCP course, um, I mean, you sit and you drink beers from all over the world for, you know, multiple weeks in a row. It's, yeah, it's the right kind of education. Um, <laughs> what a burden. <laughs> what a struggle. And I was like, I want to go the Cicerone track and, you know, the whole thing. Like, I'm very much, I love that beer is 
very much accessible. Uh, there's so many people out there that want to teach you about it, that give you access to it. Um, it's not behind fancy college paywalls and all this stuff. Um, as a self learner, I really enjoy that. And you can do that quite a bit with beer. And so that really drove me to be passionate and just engaged. And so I've been homebrewing for about three years. I'm an award winner in that sphere. Uh, professionally, Amazing, I work we'll, for a draft. Yeah. We'll give it a, professionally, a I work for a draft services company. Um, so we do in, you know, draft system installations, cleanings, and all of that. Um, I was a cleaning tech for a while. And, you know, you really get to know beer when you're drenched in old pale beer by 7 a.m. every morning. Ooh, and, like, digging into drains and pulling out squiggly things oh, that yeah. might attack you. I will say, I drink draft Girl. beer only where I know we clean. Oh, I'll my God. I was no. at a bowling alley yeah. last week. No, you guys. Oh, boy. The, my friends were like, let's get pictures. And I took one sip and I said, the curse the yep, curse totally, of learning totally. what you're drinking please go on I'm yeah i wish bars had more like i think we need to that's kind of where my passion is right now as far as where i want to be with beer education i really want to push draft knowledge out to folks um you know the way you have health ratings for restaurants right like if people make a determination that that should be the same for draft for sure because you know so many people just be like oh this beer isn't very good i don't like that brewery and it's like no it's the bar right <laughs> that draft line hasn't been cleaned all year yeah. yeah and you know so many people know in the backside of beer work so hard to make sure that beer is perfect and you know and just exactly the way they want it and then that very last touch can completely ruin it so you know it's important right. stuff um and then yeah i i uh, partnered with uh she brew which is a all-female homebrew competition and beer festival up in portland oregon so i helped organize that participate in that and they that's where we met melissa because she reached out to she brew via queen of beer and said listen we got the pandemic we can't get together and do our comps let's find a way to bring women a beer together and the summit was launched and i couldn't be more thrilled to be part of it you do so <laughs> many things wow and what a you're clearly a great storyteller yeah. because you just took us through that so wonderfully. Do you still do you still have I your do, blog? yeah. It's uh yeah, it's not something I have focused a lot of time and energy on at the moment. Um, but I did use it to facilitate a great fundraiser that I did a couple years ago back in twenty twenty for the Black is Beautiful. You know, I wanted to find a way for the homebrew community to participate beyond just making the beer. I wanted to find a way to fundraise. So I reached out to a bunch of my yeah. homebrew buddies and we came up with 12 brewers. We each brewed our own unique version of the Black is Beautiful. I packaged them up into 12 packs. I threw up the story and put a, a form up on my website, csmelltastebeer.com, and asked people, hey, here's five awesome social justice uh, nonprofits that are working in Portland. And you promise to donate to them. Send me the receipt. You'll get a 12 pack. And so that's what we did. So we had 40 slots for 12 packs and uh, it sold out in about mm -hmm. six days and we raised over $5,000 wow. people contributed to get their hands on these 12 packs. It was, it was truly something special. Everyone involved just couldn't believe it. And we had so many great donors. Imperial Yeast donated all the yeast for the brewers to make their beers. FH Steinbart, the local homebrew shop gave us all the bottles and the caps um, we had a local company kick down to have us have professional labels made for our bottles. 
Um, so it had the Black is Beautiful label with each of our little homebrew logos on there and everything. It was awesome. And so we did it again in December 2020, and we raised another five grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's amazing. What an incredible, I mean, I know that kind of, for lack of a better term, initiative beers yeah. have become such mm-hmm. a thing commercially, but it's wonderful. Like, you know, we could talk, we will yeah. talk about Brave Noise as well, because it was what you, I know you contributed to the fundraising. Yeah, it was based that. off Is that, that premise. Similar, yep. Uh, method. Cool. Yeah. And we've talked about that on here. Of course, oh, we yeah. have Ash Elliott on the podcast, friend of the pod, on the podcast to talk about it. Um, But wow, I love that you, with all other things you have going on, made it a priority to jump on that bandwagon and like yeah, raise it was the it was a that, so. great thing to do during the pandemic when i'm go. just stuck at home so i could just be glued to my computer doing all this work and it felt awesome uh. to like literally never leave my house <laughs> but make all this effort and change it was cool a better use of your time than what i was doing which was scrolling instagram <laughs> right but what can you do wow and so <laughs> melissa you're you're here you've been waiting patiently to tell me your life story as well oh sure yeah i'll follow up with that sure i'll be fine and it'll be (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah just tell me everything five minutes yeah i mean we heard michelle gorgeously told us how kind of your paths crossed i am in awe and so proud of what everything michelle's done she's an amazing person and i'm just so honored to know her and to call her friend at this point and i can't wait to spend some time we're going to be together in Portland this weekend because we're judging <laughs> Shebrew together. And I just cannot wait to fly on up there yes. and, and have tip a few and celebrate and get, you know, I'm, I am notorious for really big bear hugs. And so it's like, I always, especially through the pandemic, it's like, if you got, if you got an elbow, you better throw it out quick. Cause otherwise I'm going to be hugging your neck. <laughs> and so as far as me, my beer story is a lot shorter. I, uh, I grew up really close to Sacramento and did the whole marriage family baby thing. And, um, 2014, let let me think, okay, gosh, let me go back probably about, it was like one of the first Sacramento beer weeks. And I was working at, cause I did, um, one of the first jobs that I held after raising all those babies was, um, I was a behaviorist for a school district and, and worked with special needs kiddos and, and uh, one day I was there and someone who is um, related very closely to uh, what uh, most of the craft brewers in California call their biological mother, Judy Ashworth, her daughter-in-law works with me. And she had every event for this beer week into what she called her beer Bible, which was literally an inch thick. And she was trying to convince everyone at work that they needed to go to beer events with her. And and she was kind of a new person to me. And I'm like, all right, I'll go. And so I showed up at one of the first Sacramento Beer Week um, openers with her. And that was my first exposure to real craft beer. And it was so enlightening to me. And I immediately fell in love because of the connection and the family, the family feel about it all. I've never met so many people who are in direct competition for our dollar so well behaved and so 
it, it was a family and it was like, here, taste this. What do you think? Cause I think there's something going on there. And the other brewer would say, you know, yeah, let's, let's talk about that and how they work together, even though they're in direct competition. And since then I've seen them like, oh my gosh, we got this infection going crap. Shoot. Come over to our brew house. You can go ahead and brew. We're not brewing this day. Let's get your beer out. And, and it's just like, that's what I found in the beer community. And it's just like, oh, I am so in. And it just kind of started from there. And I started volunteering at, at different events and, and getting to know people in the industry and really trying hard to know as many people as possible. And Michelle will tell you, it's like, I'm always about what's your story? Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do that? Help me out. What, what's going on here? You know, and it's like, and I, and I want to know, it's like, oh my gosh, how's your kids? Oh, your mom's sick. Let talk to me. You know, what can I do? And, and that's kind of the person I am. It's like, I want to know your backstory and I want to know who you are. And, and so I just started developing all these relationships within the beer world. And so it started out as volunteering at events and, and most of the beer events in the Sacramento area, they, they, they wait for me to say, Hey, I can help you because I help with all the check-in because I know with everybody and everybody respects me. And so when there's two parking yeah. spots for check-in, it's like, I can say, Hey, can you please move your car? And they're like, Oh, no problem. And they, they're on it. And so it's like, it's a small detail, but it's a big deal. And so, and then I started volunteering at the, uh, the competitions for BJCP. And that's where uh, the people that I was working with realized that I have quite the palate for beer. And so it was kind of cute one day when I, you know, about a year in and, and I showed up and it's like, I had my, you know, my, my steward hat on, I was ready to go to work and get my job done. And, and the friend that was running the competition, I just saw him last night and he just said, Oh no, you're judging today. And I said, wait, what? And he says, Oh no, you're judging today. Fill this paperwork out. It's time for the little bird to get out of the nest. Go, go fill out your paperwork. <laughs> and so, but I was like, but, 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 but he's like, Nope, I'm not talking about this anymore. You're judging today. And so that's where it started. And then, um, I went from there and then I started studying and I got my BJCP done. And so I've been judging ever since. Um, and then I ended up as I did head steward, I've done seller, I've done all of those kind of different spots. And then I was uh, chosen to be the director of the, the queen of beer, which is the oldest, uh, all female homebrew competition in the U S and I did that for three years. And at and then we all know what happened at that point. Cause like we we had all this momentum going. It was awesome. We had sponsors, we had scholarships, mm -hmm. we had all this, and then we get COVID. And so it was super hard for me to see all of these brewers out there brewing all this amazing beer with no connection and no competitions. And I'm like, what do we do with this? And, and I have a lot of friends in industry and a, a one mentor out of um, BSG uh, Brewer Supply Group. And I'm like, what do I do? How do we do this? And so he and I started brainstorming, you know, what can we do? And it, Summit was born, International Women. It started out as the Women's Summit. And then he kept going and I'm like, and all of a sudden it was the International Women's Summit. You know? And that was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Yeah, what? exactly. How many countries? And so, what funny story with that. I'll try to remember to get back to it. But anyway, from there, it's like, I reached out to Jen Pollan, who uh, is the director of the Shebrew competition, which is a little bit of a younger competition out of Portland, Oregon, told her what I wanted to do. Said, I need a team. Who do you got? And I got Michelle. Talk about lucky. And I got Crystal and Crystal is, runs our Crowdcast platform that we run the competition on and could not make this happen without either one of them. It's just, there's just no way it would have ever happened. And 
it's just, it's just been amazing. And so last year was our first year doing this summit and I'm just, I'm super excited about what we got, what we have going forward and, and what we're going to become. It's like, we're already looking at 2023. It's like, okay, this is working really well this year, but I think we could do this even better. Let's talk about it for 2023. And all those kind of little plans are already happening as well. And, and so that's kind of me in a nutshell. So, oh, the funny story, this is kind of cute. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear. PSG it. is a subsidiary of RAR, the corporation, the, the multi corporation out of Canada, and I had a, a meeting with uh, with uh, BSG and Bevy out of, which is another subsidiary out of New Zealand, and they were asking me, "Is like how many people do you anticipate showing up at this event?" And we started talking and talking, and they kept saying, and the numbers kept going up, and 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 my friend from BSG says you need to stop talking or she's going to start breathing in a bag again. Stop it. <laughs> it was just pretty funny. So, <laughs> so, cause it was just, you know, doing this for the, the first year in 2021, it was just like, I have never put something like this together. I didn't know what I was getting into and it was super overwhelming. And there was times where it was just like, uh, uh, I, I think I'm just going to go now. <laughs> But yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Good so night. check, please. Lights Let's out. go. <laughs> but it, you know, I, I, I've never been involved with an event that had zero negative publicity. I, I don't know that that even exists, but it did in 2021. And so I think everybody was just so grateful to have somewhere to go and, and somewhere to be and to connect. And we just had this amazing lineup of speakers and, I just, I'm super excited about what we have put together for this year. It's even bigger and better and more well put together. And um, I'm just, I'm excited. So anyway, I'll stop talking. So please never stop talking. I mean, you have transitioned us gorgeously into talking about the festival or the summit. Let's call it what it is. (laughs) The summit. Gravitas. Exactly. You got to really get deep in your chest there. So last year, 2021, the first year, kind of came out of like you said wanting to both educate and Connect. it was about inspiring and empowering and, and my my thing with it was it's like if you're not reaching for your highest goal why aren't you and let's let's give you some voices to talk to that will maybe maybe inspire you to do that so and also to ask those that I that I invited to the summit to speak my big spiel for each one of them is like who are you what do you do what's your passion about what you do how did you get where you are and what would you tell your younger self that would get you there just a little bit quicker and I wanted beyond what they were going to talk about within their talk I wanted them to think about those things and answer those questions just to give people a little bit easier an easier road to get where they're going. And it's like, and then the, mm-hmm. the premises is like, if you're not reaching for your highest goal, why not? You know, and here's some really awesome people to think about all the different aspects of the beer industry that you could be involved with. It's not just a brewer. You could be a marketer. You could be in the lab. You could be doing hops. You could be doing malts. You could be an, a yeast expert. You could be a social media influencer. You could, there's a ton of things you can do within that that industry that's going to, to answer your gifts and, and use your gifts and let's, let's promote it. You know? I mean, Melissa, you basically (laughs) just spoke to the entire reason I'm here sitting in this closet talking to you because exactly like you said, it's so, especially when you're coming into the beer industry from never having been in it before, you don't know, like, okay, my experience was Mm -hmm. I'm a bartender. Great. 
I see brewers. I see sales reps. Mm-hmm. I see brewery owners. White like, bearded dudes. I mean, to put to yeah. put a fine point on it, exactly. I see a lot of love you, most of you, some of you love you, white bearded dudes. But like, I see a lot of white bearded dudes. And what are they doing? Like, where are the people that look like me? Where are the people that mm-hmm. have my shared life experience? Or honestly, even the people right. that don't look like me. You know, I think we can certainly talk about this when we talk about uh, programming for this year, which is so <laughs> exciting, you guys. But like, where are the where are the people of color? Like, right. how are you working to right. diversify your staff? And so that's exactly why we're here. Um, as you said, Melissa, you got in touch with Michelle. You got in touch with Crystal, which, by the way, we got a shout out because, like, I am so tech averse. I can't no. even imagine, no. like, put producing no. a digital <laughs> remote thing like this oh my right. god i can barely yeah, do what i'm teaching doing right 50 now. people how to do it too you know what i mean right. like you got to teach right. all the speakers yeah. how right. to uh-huh. work yeah. the platform and yeah it's right. it's a task yeah so that first year from the time that you got the idea and reached out to go time how about how long was it what was the process of doing that for the first time like seven months we put it together <laughs> right yeah I, i've been asked you're that taking before. a page out of uh yeah. michelle's bjcp book like yeah, yeah seven months that's get her done yeah. <laughs> yep, the world we did it. The year. We did yeah. It. yeah so yeah we basically pulled the team together october of 2020 and we executed april 2021 yep wow and what were some of the biggest takeaways challenges triumphs of that whole experience for both of you we oh my god i'm just so amazed at what we did and what we put together and we worked so cohesively it was amazing and we just kind of just divvied up everything that needed to happen and everybody took their part um my biggest takeaway that you know as far as learning curve was is like i set the schedule and I, and I didn't realize that we needed just a little bit more of a little bit of a cushion between every session mm-hmm. so that we had just in case it ran over just a little bit and just a little bit more breathing room for Crystal's team. And so I profusely apologize for that. <laughs> and we've got that all worked in for this year. And um, we, we kept an open channel because we thought that's what we needed to do. We know we didn't. So we've added more speakers this year. We have a third more speakers. Hell yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I love that as a leader, it's all about open communication. And it's like, and I just told the team, anytime you feel like you need to school me on something, please do, please feel it's, it's a safe space. And it's like, if you see mm-hmm. something that needs to be done. And I, and I always lead with, I don't know what I don't know. So if there's something that I'm missing, please tell me so that we can address it and move on. And so it's, and it was always open communication and Michelle is amazing with that. Oh, I tell it how it is. Oh, no joke. No joke. And, and I love it that because for me up until, you know, it's like I grew up in, white Roseville, California and white Sacramento, California. I'm a heterosexual female. I'm in my fifties. And, and I constantly tell Michelle, it's like, please treat me with grace, but please school me. You know, it's like, if there's something I've done or said, or need to understand, please school me. 
And so, and she's just so graceful about it. And it's like, mm, can we talk please? And I'm like, sure, let's talk. And I'm just like, eat. okay, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. rip that bandaid off. Let's go. I mean, I, I, based on the time we're in, in our country, but also in our industry, you know, I'm grateful to hear that you have such a generous posture around feedback because sometimes we, we all have to be called in as it were. Understood. To understand. Yeah. And, and like, I just, Oh, I fucked up and let me understand exactly. how I can. Not please, yeah. So I just, I tell a lot of people, please treat me with grace, but please school me at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another and good motto. I am open to that as well. I mean, I'm constantly looking for feedback on, you know, how I can better my understanding. And I mean, I have my own privilege um, as a white woman, you know, I am yeah. a queer woman of size and, you know, have lived in Long Beach, California, grew up with lots of underrepresented communities. You know, I hung out with lots of abuelas and was told that's the white girl salsa. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not eating the white girl salsa. <laughs> <the> real thing. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm always looking, I'm always grateful for those teachers that can reflect back to me my shortcomings mm-hmm. and my acts of privilege and where I'm coming from that could be altered. And, and, you know, we need to all do the work period, no matter how elevated you think you Absolutely. are in your thinking and your interactions, like we all can do better every mm-hmm. day. I was going to say, it's like one of my, you know, my favorite quotes and I just, it, I should just get a tattoo because I say it all the time. Maya Angelou <laughs> is like, when you know better, do better. Mm. And so. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're all working on knowing better by surrounding ourselves right. with, amazing people mm-hmm. i think you guys need your own show like a talk show maybe we'll workshop it i'll talk to my producers and by my producers i mean me okay nice. so last year sounds like a crash course in putting this type of thing on as far as like the marketing of it michelle that's kind of your domain and yeah yeah i do web media marketing social media all that good stuff yeah and how, what were some strategies that you used to kind of like, oh, man, it was <laughs> tough, you know, yeah. cause yeah, I'm not a marketer by training, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I come from working in the print shop world to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very much a production worker. Um, but I've done graphic design and all that kind of stuff. And I like web building, website building and, and all of that. Um, and so we just, you know, did our best to find some channels and avenues. Our, our sponsors were wonderful supporters. Melissa and her uh, cohort, Vicky, did a great job of reaching out and getting some really key sponsors. I mean, AHA was on board with us, so they really helped elevate and amplify the message. They gave us writings in Zymergy, um, which they did again this year as well. It just hit the hit the most recent March, April issue just came out and we've got a full one page right up on the summit, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, then bringing on, you know, PR help is, is always essential. And right. um, You know, of course, Ash really knows her stuff. So that was a big help to us. Um, And we just, yeah, just, we just want to embolden our speakers to utilize their platforms. And we have so many wonderful speakers this year that, you know, we're, we're giving all the speakers some tickets that they can give away, that they can engage with their fan base about, Um, you know, and when we, again, we're looking to 2023, where we really want to open up from being an invitation summit uh, to being a submission, you know, you can submit if you feel like you need to contribute you've got a platform or you want a platform to talk about what is important to you in this industry, what amazing skill you have. 
um, you're going to be able to do that going forward. So we're really excited about moving into mm-hmm. that type of uh, engagement with the industry as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really exciting. Yeah. And I'm so the list of speakers you have this year is truly like I kept in Ash's email. I just kept scrolling and scrolling. <laughs> I was like, this is so many amazing people. How do you go about I mean, the first year, was it mostly like your personal network? And how did you kind of scale that yeah. from by a third? <laughs> like Melissa was- said, relationship building is her thing. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So she's well, got it. <laughs> what Michelle says is like Melissa knows everybody. And uh I I do know a lot of people in industry and I'm not shy about saying, Hey, I need somebody that can talk to me about what? Who do you got? You know, and, and they'll say, uh, and they'll send a personal, you know, introduction for me to that person. And then I can get the conversation started with them. And just, um, Julia Hers, uh, executive director of the American Homebrewers Association paid me one of my highest compliments. She said, you can get anybody to do just about anything. And, (laughs) (laughs) and it's, it's interesting how I can just reach out to people and say, Hey, this is what's going on. I think you'd be amazing. And I'd really like you to talk about that. And they say, okay. <laughs> it's like, there that's how go. it started with Marcus Baskerville with uh, black is beautiful. I'm just like, Hey, I need to talk to you. This is cool. And I want, I want you to be part of the summit and I want you to talk about what you do. And, and I want you to tell your story. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and that was, just, that was a funny time. Cause as I'm a social worker by day and I was at work and, and I, I, part of my job is I have to sit out in this like reception area sometimes. And it's like, Oh my God, kill me. Cause I have nothing to do and I'm going to die right here. And I just sent out this message to him really quick. I'm like, Hey, you're amazing. And I love what you do. And I love what you're, what, what's going on with black is beautiful. And I'm doing this women's international beer summit. And I, I really want you involved. And I just sent it and, and not five minutes. He's like, okay. And I'm like, Oh shit. What do I do now? You know? <laughs> And I'm like, Michelle, I, I am Marcus Baskerville. What am I going to do with him? You know? <laughs> and so I didn't the, think that far ahead. Yeah, and the, Exactly. And the conversation started and, and now I've helped him with a few things. And I was telling Michelle about it. He's, he's working really hard on an incubation project too. That's named after his grandma. And he's like starting another brewery in Charlotte and, and he's going to help the BIPOC community get their brewery started. And, and I'm just so, so proud of him. And, and so I've been kind of helping him on the side with that and getting him in touch with some people that can be his mentor. And I love that. And so, yes. So yeah, I know, I know a couple of people, I know a guy and a girl, you know, you know, a lot of people. I kind of do. (laughs) And if I don't oh know them God. personally, I know someone who does know them personally. So, and I'm still trying to get the connection to the the head brewer of Orval who happens to be female. So if anybody knows anybody that can help me get that, I would appreciate it. So, cause yeah, that's been the outlier. Be for, You've been trying on that really? one for like 11 she'll months. She'll be there for 2023. I promise. I promise. Okay. I will have that. If you dial, have to fly so. there yourself. Oh, oh I'll go. Knock I'll go. I will, out on the door. I've already right? been there once and I didn't know she was the head brewer or I would have talked to her then. So, <laughs> Beer friends, Brews with Broads family. Let's get, let's get her on. Yes. Yeah. Let's get her on to the yes. Women's International Beer Summit. Okay. So. Speaking of this year, you mentioned Julia Hers, who is your the keynote speaker yes. at the summit, mm-hmm. and that's really I'm really excited about I am that. Are- too, um, 
some people had a little bit of a concern because she's there for the second year as the keynote. My thought on that is, is she had a lot of really strong ideas that she wanted to bring up at, at the first year. And I asked her to just kind of dial it back a little bit because it was our first year and I wanted to, I had a certain vision in mind for what I wanted. And so I asked her, you know, to dial it back just a little bit. And after the summit is when everything happened with Brianne Allen and it really t spoke to what she wanted to talk about in mm -hmm. the first place. And so she and I had a conversation after that and I said, you know, I'm sorry. And I, and I think I should have, I should have let, let you loose <laughs> as our keynote, but I just, my, the first summit, I really wanted it to be about, you know, empowering people and inspiring people to retire in their own personal goals this year. I want that, but I also want people to feel that they have a voice and they belong. And if they don't feel like they belong, I want them to start feeling that connection and, and having those resources. Where do I go if I don't feel like I belong so that I can feel more like I do. And I think that Julia is going to bring that message for us. And that's really important to me this year. So beautifully said. Right. Wow. And I mean, that also speaks to the power of, as you both have spoken to, the power of community mm -hmm. in craft beer. And of course, we all want to be in person receiving a bear hug from Melissa. <laughs> But and a like, high five for me. I'm a high five. Exactly. Okay. Hi Good. Right. Yeah. That we need. It takes all kinds, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as much as it does suck to be on Zoom or whatever all the time, you can. You can't have an international beer summit for you like. Can't. How are you going to do that right. without an internet platform? So I think that is a, the silveriest of silver linings. I'm I would super. Say. It was really interesting. It was the brew witches out of LA that brought up the idea of a watch party. And so oh. we're really looking into that. And we, we have uh, invited someone else to come alongside our team to really dive into that and make it happen. And so that we can have some watch parties around the world and we have uh, created space within the summit for them to be able to check in, check in and say, hey, we're here. And so we're going to do that for this year with, you know, certain, you know, groups of people that they can they can get together and watch it together and celebrate together. And then for 2023, we're really hoping to do what I'm calling, what, oh my gosh, what, what's the word I'm using for that? Uh, hubs. Or I'm using hubs around the world where people can gather and then maybe have a, a live speaker at that hub that is speaking to everyone else who's not there and kind of go around the world, uh, you know, in different hubs. And so, you know, when we're trying to make all these these plans happen, you know, at the early stages for 2022, we couldn't say, yep, that's totally the world's going to be open and that's going to happen. And we couldn't do that. And so it's like, we just got to take that off the table for right now. And so we're really hoping for 2023 that we can do the hub idea and have a live speaker at each event that's speaking to everyone else. But for this year, we're really excited about that idea of watch parties. So, you know, if you have a group of women that, or it's not just about women, everyone's invited to this event. If you have a group of people that want to watch this together, please do that. And we, we're going to have a way for people to check in and say, we have a watch party. And so that that person that we have um, invited to be a part of that will keep track of who's who and, and they'll give you a time to check in 
and then we'll pull you on the crowdcast so that you and your group can say howdy to the whole the whole the whole event so yeah so we'll have a smaller fee like we're not going to make every person who's attending pay the full ticket price right so i think we're right we're talking oh, about so maybe two hundred dollars for your group to then be able to gather at a local because like the brew sisters they said we've got someone in our member who owns a brewery and they yeah. want to host us and have like the big screen up and they can project the summit while we're all there and it's yeah. like heck yeah i mean mm -hmm. that sounds awesome what a great way to do that you know because yeah. like we said the summit is about community bringing women together Connection. making mm -hmm. them understand mm -hmm. there's others out there like them who are doing amazing stuff uh, so the watch party is a great i think first step you know of getting people together in that live format that then we then can build upon in 2023, like Melissa mentions. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will be, I'm excited already to, if not organize, then like attend a hub and totally. a watch party. Right on. Yeah. Because exactly. what a great, yeah. What a great way to bridge the digital and the in-person. So there are like 55, how many sessions total are there? And I know you're like not allowed to like these are all your babies but like are there any that each of you is look like really stoked about i'll start with that i believe there's close to 35 sessions um Great. we're still not we're still reaching out we're still you know filling up the schedule a little bit so i think we still got a few slots to fill um so that's going to continue to grow for the next week or two i would think um, before we really lock it in but uh I'm I it's one of the ones that you had earmarked Hannah as one of the ones that you were really interested in that's the Dr. Christina Wade yep. uh, presentation a let's see what is it for the a goddess a nun and a druid walk into a brewery I mean come on like, right like she's I'm getting sold. you right in with that one right right yeah. in with that one yeah and, you know I came upon her as a huge fan of her podcast that she has uh the beer ladies podcast which is out of Ireland. She is an American, but she lives in Ireland um, where she's a PhD anthropologist and historian. Come on now, right? Just a couple things. And yeah. hangs out with these other three women who are big craft beer aficionados um, and they highlight craft beer brewers and all the awesome stuff women are doing um, in Ireland. And Dr. Christina is on that quite a bit. And then I've seen her on panels debunking the whole women brewsters were witches kind of a thing um so she's super knowledgeable on that but yeah she's in the process of writing a book about medieval celtic brewing history mm -hmm. and so her talk is going to focus on the first chapter of her book um, which focuses on saint bridget who um she talks about supposedly performed beer miracles and just all of these amazing things and is really one of the first names you see in written history tied with women in brewing. Um, so super excited to hear from her on that one. Oh, my you my know, mouth is a gate. Yeah. The mm -hmm. history panels have done really well. You know, we had uh, yeah. Teresa McCullough last year um, mm -hmm. who runs the homebrew archive at the Smithsonian. You may have heard of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her presentation was amazing right. about, you know, Beer History is Women's History was the name of it. Yes. You can actually, if you want to view it, head over to the Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance YouTube channel, and it's right there for you to watch. We got all the 2021 sessions are being rolled out there. So if you didn't get to wow. the summit last year, you can go check it out. We're releasing one a week in the run-up to the summit. We've got about 15 videos up already 
um, of all the amazing content we had last year. So that one's got oh, the most wow. views. People absolutely love it. Looking at the old advertising from like the 40s and 50s, you know, beer advertising. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, you have you have my girl Tara Nuren, um, A Woman's Places in the Brew House. And I know she's so into that mm-hmm. yeah melissa like, can speak to that know. they're they're yeah. they're good pals yeah oh yeah i love her yeah oh i i mean i know her in the context of this mm-hmm. but yeah. even you know yeah. spending an hour with someone on this mm-hmm. platform like yeah. i love her yeah we her shared some beers at the pink boots society uh yeah. conference that we just got mm-hmm. back from in oh, north great. carolina yeah. Um, yeah and yeah me and tara definitely jive so i was like oh my yeah. god i think i might be able to say tara Nuren is kind of a friend <laughs> Oh my God. I know, awesome. right? yeah. she is She's i love her yeah um, melissa do you you can't i know you can't choose a favorite child oh but any panels that you're that you want to highlight or that you're like dr christina really, really... wade i'm super excited about that um yeah i should have looked up the last name for a peeway a peeway is a brewer out of south africa and she had her brewery going And then a pandemic hit and kind of shut her down. And then came along this, um, this UK company that does beer boxes who said, uh, excuse me, we need 200,000 cans of your beer because they're part of our beer box. And how are we going to solve this situation? And so they came along and put her back in business. And I just, I came across that probably about three weeks ago and said, oh my goodness, you need to be a part of this. I want to hear the rest of this story. And so she's going to be speaking at the summit. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited about that. And of course, Jen Blair will be speaking with her panel of women, just about just women in beer. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I, some of our sponsors fermentus is doing a talk that i love all of the products the yeast products that they have about it that are just like i i've never seen such a an um such an, an array of ability to use different yeasts and different products and and their ability to help people understand how to use them and and what you're going to get out of it and we're, we have them talking about beer and wine and also spirits and i'm so i'm really excited about that I'm really excited about the grandfather talk with Michelle because we're actually going to run that as a social media thing and, and pull in women who are also brewing on a, on a grandfather system. So that's going to be like a surprise, you know, it's like, who's coming in and you know, where, what's their experience and where do they come from? And then just recently we were able to grab uh, a group of scientists out of Argentina who have put together this women's brew group. And they're just kind of conquering all the barriers over there in Argentina as far as women and beer. And I can't wait to hear the rest of their story because we just got very little of it, you know, when we met with them last Friday while we were in Charlotte. And so, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, one more I'll chime in on. Um, We have uh, a documentary filmmaker. Yes. Uh, Her organization is called This Belongs to Us. Um, her name is Atanuke Diver, and she lives in the South, and she's a Black filmmaker, and she's going to be focusing on um, Black Southern brewing history as it pertains to women. Um, yeah, right? So, like, yeah, just, <laughs> I, I love the the detail, like, you know, diving in deep into right. a very regional, a very, you know, mm-hmm. important subject like that. Um, so she's in the process of making her film now. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was able to come out to the Pink Boots Society conference, 
and she got to film, you know, Celeste Beattie from Harlem Brewing did the keynote. Oh. She, you know, was able to film that. And this wonderful organization called Lifting Lucy, which we're actively working to get on the summit as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with these amazing uh, black brewers who live in Hawaii and Jamaica and Alaska. Like, right. mm-hmm. imagine the struggle of being a black female brewer in Alaska, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Come but yeah, they are on. like gathering, yeah, they're bounding together and they're yeah. raising mm-hmm. money as a nonprofit to provide money for you know people of color to join pink boots to you know go to attending festivals and just putting money where their mouth is and, and enabling folks to mm-hmm. to really get out there and be a part of things so it's crazy inspiring what all these folks are doing i'm screaming internally right now it's... like it, it's amazing yeah. and you know as someone who like you know i try to be as engaged in all of this world as i can just being exposed to so many people doing amazing things that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's it. And, like, you know, we don't know all of, them, all of them out there either. And, right. you know, we're picking from our, you know, like Melissa said, we're still at invite only at this point because we just don't quite have the name and the, the draw yet, um, which I think we will have after this year. I mean, um, yeah. You know, so, you know, we're doing our best to have as much different types of voices out there and different backstories and stuff that we can. And, Yes, we're still a lot of white women, but, you know, white women are definitely still in the minority in the industry. Um, and a lot of those white women are queer and trans and all of those intersect, you know, intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're, we're doing our best to represent that in, in a time where we really need to be elevating. Uh, but we're very excited to try to push up the people of color, the women of color as much as possible. Because if we can get them accepted and understood in the industry, then, of course, we're going to be dragged along with them because we're white and we have way more privilege. <laughs> They'll have no choice. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. You know? I mean, mainly mainly your point, seriously, <laughs> that, like, we already we're – work, we're sitting on a lot of yeah. privilege already. Yeah. So we, exactly like you said, can afford to, like, take a step back, lift up other voices, yep. and go along for the ride. Which and is this year we've done like as best we could, and next year I'm sure we can do a lot better. So we will try. Exactly. We're never, you're never there, nope, right? Yeah. Nope. I hope not. I hope not. I honestly, when you're there, that's a bad sign. Exactly. Right? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. And what I love too about I, everything you all just said about the summit, it's accessible to people, whether you are a home brewer, a beer professional, a beer enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I don't need to talk about yeast. It's not, I'm, don't talk to me about how the beer is made. Like I'm, kind of joking but you know what i'm saying like i'm not a brewing professional and that doesn't speak to me but like i'm super interested in the history and the culture and maybe there are some people who kind of feel the opposite but you know it seems like you're making it accessible and appealing Mm -hmm. not just to one group oh no it's all across the board and i'm trying to this year we're trying to highlight a lot of breweries and what they do that's that's different and unique and like we have athletic brewing who non-alcoholic beer and their philanthropy along with what they're doing is an incredible story and so it Mm -hmm. that's one of the sessions that i was like setting up and i it's like i have a half hour for you you know i want you to highlight your brewery and then they start telling me their story and i'm like well crap now you need more time now i gotta figure (laughs) that yeah i was like i gotta go back to you on that and so that was one of them that that happened with and just the philanthropy that they have going 
beyond just brewing. And so I brought in uh, with that talk, I have a, an on-screen moderator who is that spoke last year, uh, Megan Anderson out of New Zealand Hop Consortium. And uh, she, she doesn't drink alcohol anymore. She drinks non-alcoholic beers and she knows athletic brewing really well. And so she'll be the on-screen moderator. So not only do we have the brewer and the marketer, but we have someone that knows them well. It's going to be an amazing talk. And then one of the other talks I have, um, I, someone, I don't know if you're familiar with Bountiful Bag. No. They do recycling, upcycling with uh, grain bags uh, because they're not recyclable. And so <laughs> one of my good friends has one of their bags. It's a Vireman grain bag that's been made into what they call a weekender. That's a, you know, the size to take with you wherever you go. And I was like, I super covet that bag. And he wouldn't give it to me. I couldn't believe that. I was like, rude. rude. Anyway. That's rude. And Melissa rude. charm did not work. So rude. And I'm so one person. Right. Didn't work so, one person. so I contacted them and I just said, hey, I love what you do. And I really want you to be highlighted on the summit so other people can see what you're doing because you're upcycling these green bags. And it's amazing. And it's a use for them that's beyond, you know, what the trash and so then she starts telling me her whole story and how they've created this whole concept and it's called the San Diego Brew Cycling Consortium or whatever. Cooperative. Yeah. Cooperative. And they have this whole program where it's they're gathering the grain bags from all over San Diego. People are giving them like uh, fabric samples from like strollers and uh, cars and, and that kind of thing. She's using those products to line these bags. So they're super quality bags. Wow. And so she's telling me this whole story and then how uh, Allagash Brewing out of Maine is picking up this concept and they're going to start it in their area. And I'm like, well, crap, this isn't going to work for a half hour. Now I got to come up with more time for you too. I'll get back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just been, it's just been such a blessing and it's just so cool. And I cannot wait to highlight and support these people and get their information out to the public to where other people can support them as well. So yeah, and they're a pair of Peruvian sisters who live in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and uh Fio, one of the main owners, uh sister, she was at the pink boots as well. And oh it's... my gosh, what a bundle of energy. Oh my god. And uplifting joy. And oh she had on god. the coolest vest that she had made. <laughs> I mean, and one obviously. day she was telling out of yes. a grain bag yeah. with these wonderful like pattern design on the back, this like yeah. silk cutout. And she told me those were the inside of YCH hop pellet bags. Um, yeah. which they're silver oh, on the inside and she cut them out and glued them all on. And then yeah. these pockets, these like really thick plastic pockets. She was telling me how she yeah. takes totally. unrecyclable plastic bags and irons them down and yeah. layers and layers and layers, and then cuts up black um, unused, you know, straws and they become like these little black flecks of, it's just. What a beautiful human being. Oh my gosh. Yep. We had so much fun with her. And she and loves I her just... beer. I just cannot. Well, I would hope. Yeah. But, yeah. She's just, she's just, oh my she's God. She's infectious. Yeah. yeah. attitude yeah. is contagious. Infectious. Contagious. Yeah. 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 Sorry. In contagious. Sorry. All of the above. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're taking Post COVID world. We're not so into You can't have it yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm yeah. into it. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you. Like, of course, as you said, there are. 35 and growing mm -hmm. sessions of this event like we could talk about this all day because We're each done. one the audience the listeners can't see me but each one my i'm like a shit writhing around like freaking out <laughs> so 
where can people get more information? How do they get tickets? When can they get tickets? How can the people get at these incredible sessions? Totally, yeah. Uh, tickets actually do go on sale on March 1st. Um, early bird is March 1st to the 15th. So that'll be over by the time this airs. Um, but WCFA.beer, cause while we are the women's international beer summit after the success of the summit, we're like, we need to, we need to go launch our own nonprofit. And so that's the women's craft fermentation Alliance. Um, so that's the name of our website, WCFA.beer. That's the name of our YouTube channel. Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance. Um, and our Instagram is actually the Women's International Beer Summit um, and Facebook as well. Um, so, yeah, lots of information on there. Um, you're going to see Grainfather sharing a bunch of our stories. They're our main sponsor this year. So generous. They're presenting the summit. They've given us four different things to give away. We're going to be doing two giveaways via Instagram. We're going to be doing two giveaways at the summit. We're talking a G30 all-in-one brew system. We're talking a G40 all-in-one brew system. We're talking a stainless steel conical fermenter and a glycol chiller. Okay. You're giving away a glycol chiller? chiller. Yes. That one is going to be given away at the end of the summit. All paying registrants are eligible to win that one. So y'all better be showing up to this summit. Okay. Right. right. I mean, for 40 bucks or 50 bucks, you could win a glycol chiller. Like, come on now. Um, So that's super generous of them. So, you know, and we've got lots of other great sponsors on board. Imperial yeast, Fermentus, Yakima Chief Hops, Amaretti. And so they're going to be spreading the word far and wide as well on the internet and on the social medias. Um, Great. Yeah, but WCFA.beer is where you're going to go to find out the schedule, all our speakers, see all our sessions, and get the link that'll take you over to Crowdcast, and uh, you'll be able to purchase from them. The thing with Crowdcast is you're just going to have to create an account if you don't have one. It's just an email and a password. And then the awesome thing with Crowdcast, I do have to say, is once the session's done and we hit end session, boom, it's immediately available as recorded. Mm -hmm. And that'll be available. Our 2021 is still up for all of our attendees from last year to view. So you have access to this in perpetuity pretty much um, because God knows we got three days or two days, three channels going simultaneously. Like you couldn't even begin to see all the content. Physically not possible. Not possible. To watch it all. We have so many awesome things running concurrently and we're like, oh, well, you know, it is what it (laughs) is and people can watch it after the fact. So it's a great platform for that and it's also got that chat feature and melissa will attest last year the chat was some of the most active i've ever seen people were just like and there was interconnections happening among different attendees and like oh you live where and oh you do what and like let's connect and emails are being shared and instagrams and it was quite amazing and it just felt so uplifting and heartwarming to just be in, in this space that's one of the best parts and the features of the crowdcast platform. So we're happy to be able to utilize them again this year. That's so great. And where if any hubs that do end up, Oh no, we're still this year. It's watch parties. We're doing yeah. watch parties. What we're trying to do where? instead is we are incorporating on April 22nd on Friday night. We're mm-hmm. going to have a couple of like zoom style happy hours um one of them we're hoping to get julia hers i think i just saw an email that came in earlier that said she agreed to that 
Um, right. So you can literally jump online and be in a, a group with Julie Hurst, you know, like iconic. I mean, she designed the independent beer seal, right? That you see on craft beer. It says independent craft. That was uh-huh. her. Oh, yeah. That was her baby. She brought oh. that idea to the BA and she's the one who got that instituted. Um, and then now, of course, she's been tagged as the executive director of the American Homebrewers Association. And she wants to hear from homebrewers. What can we do to spread our hobby to support you? Like, so now's a great time to get access to that. So we're still working out exactly how we're going to go about that happy hour. I mean, we want it to be RSVP. Um, so likely mm-hmm. it'll be some sort of a sign up on the website. You know, we'll maybe have 20 or 30 slots per happy hour so that we're not overwhelmed. We've all been on the right. hundred person Zooms and it just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. You're all talking at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we're going to have one with the Wibs team and everything as well. So, hoping to institute that as a little bit more in person stuff. Love that. When Han, as we're talking to you, it might be kind of fun to do a happy hour with someone like you as well, so that your listeners could actually meet you in person and maybe share a beer with right. you. Right. <laughs> that might be kind of fun as well. Yeah. I would like to. Lana's putting on yeah. her makeup already. She's putting on I, her tiara. Oh, we got to, yeah, we got to put the tiara on. Let me get it. Absolutely. That sounds I think it'll be incredible. Because I thought we would do one with the team, you know, just for a little while, just to meet the team and see if, you know, people have any, you know, questions for us. But I think, you know, having you on and just, you know, I think that would be kind of fun, you know, just to, for people to meet you in person and, you know, talk about something other than, you know, just who are you and what do you do? And, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to talk offline because that's really exciting. And okay, I would love that. You know, riffing on this idea. Yeah, it's a great one. And I, I'm thinking we should have one for our international Absolutely. attendees. You know, the first year we had 10 different countries represented around the world who attended mm-hmm. the summit. That's amazing. Um, which was so cool. So we're hoping to get that many and more this year. Yeah. But I think it'd be cool if just the international attendees could get together and have a little happy mm-hmm. hour too. You hear that people, ideas are being born right here. Right. On yeah. this podcast. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm just so thrilled to be able to talk to you all. I have so Thank many you. more questions, but of course, you know, that's what part two is yeah. for. That's what the happy hour is for. We could do that. My beer is almost exactly. empty, which means our time Exa- is almost it's over. It's a good metric. Um, so everybody, I will link every everything we just talked about in the show notes going to wcfa.beer to get all the deets yep. on the Women's International Beer Summit happening April 23rd and 24th with some happy hours on April 22nd. Okay. We're going to take it out, of course, with how we always do, which is a little quick fire style question. As we say, stakes are low, morale is high. Excellent. And I want both of your answers. So here we go. What is the most overrated beer style? IPA. All of them? Yes. Oh, Michelle. I would say that pastry style. (laughs) Perfect. Speaking of pastries, um, cake or pie? Shoot. Cake. Pie. We have both viewpoints represented. I'm thrilled to hear that. For the record, Melissa, my... I I could never choose. I mean, cake, but like my reaction is also shoot. What do I say? Um, I don't know. I love that. Um, what is the most underrated beer style? Dark mild. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> you can't steal my answer. Okay, okay, let, me think, let me think of another one then. Um, uh, I don't know. 
because imperial stout's my okay. favorite and i don't think it's underrated so yeah. there you go <laughs> i think you can we can we can have some overlap we can agree on the dark mild i mean it deserves Beautiful its time beer. i will say portland brewers which are usually at the forefront portland oregon we're kind of trendsetters, you know, oh, like yeah. we've had the hardcore craft lager brewers for several years yeah. now, and now that's coming up. I've seen a lot of dark milds hitting menus, and I'm very excited about that. I feel like Same here, yeah. craft beer was born out of the English brewing style, and we've kind of gone through the Belgian and the German and, and the own, our own American ideals and ideology and that, and we're coming back around again. And I think English beer is going to get its its time in the spotlights in a much more elevated, mindful way. I completely agree. And I'm stoked for that. Shout out to Wild East here in Brooklyn. They make a tasty dark mild. <laughs> nice. What do your friends come to you for? Good times and laughs. Nice. Usually more life skills and life, you know, just life lessons. <laughs> Honestly, after talking to you for like an hour, the, both of those track. I feel good about that. <laughs> I feel good about that. Yep. I think I know the answer for you both, but to glass or not to glass? Oh, glass. Wow. I shame people who don't glass. <laughs> I shame them. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. I'm one of them beer snobs, Listen. but uh, I'm, doing, too. I'm doing Nikasi's work here. You know mm. what I mean? I'm elevating... I'm going to start saying that. How can you smell a beer? I mean, hello, I have smell, see, smell, taste. You got to see it. You got to smell it. You can't do either of those in a can or a bottle. Amen. Amen. I live for it. I live for the strong opinion. Yeah. You're living two thirds of sensory on the yeah. table when you, when you leave it in the bottle. Amen. Yeah. Snaps to that. What is the last show yeah. that you binged and loved? I rewatched mm. Queen's Gambit, oh. um, and then I just watched Inventing Anna, but I I'm not sure if I loved it. Or oh not. oh yeah oh yeah, uh, binged and loved. Okay, mm. Yellowstone was just super intense. I don't know if I would say I loved mm -hmm. it, um, but that's that's the only one I've binged and watched. So yeah, that's yeah. the one. It doesn't seem like either of you have the most time on your hands to just be binging TV. <laughs> So, right. understood understood it's usually my ipad is like sitting right. next to my yeah, computer exactly. yeah i have i have like three going right now so, yeah. when i'm doing <laughs> for sure. super inane yeah. computer chores yeah i totally get that screen screens and more screens always my eyeballs are burned out of my head what is your desert island beer <sighs> dang i've always said mine is uh deschutes black butte porter it is so good it really helped place American Porter style back into relevance uh, from Deschutes Brewery here in Oregon in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. um, designed by an absolute beer god in our, in our sphere here, John Harris, um, who currently owns Ecliptic Brewing. And when I got to meet him, I said, you know, I don't usually fanboy or fangirl over people, but thank you for Black Bee mm -hmm. Porter. I'm more Russian Imperial Stout or a good barley wine. I like the big beers. I just do. Yeah, if you're stuck on a desert island, you probably want to get effed up. <laughs> My thoughts? Exactly. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like exactly. day drinking all day. Another barley wine? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I don't have anywhere else to go. I'm not driving. <laughs> exactly. If you could get on a plane right now and go anywhere... COVID notwithstanding, of course, like that. Um, where would you go? Italy. Okay. I would probably go to Korea. 
as I've right recently on. taken a shine to that culture and I'm in the fledgling beginnings of learning yeah. Korean as my new hobby. So hmm. there you yeah. go. Add another hyphenate to your multi-hyphenism. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm all about pasta and wine right now. Amen. So I'll go. I'm inviting myself on both of those trips. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Come See on. you at the airport. Well, yep. again, yeah. Melissa, Michelle, Women's International Beer Summit. I actually can't wait. I'm buzzing. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon slash morning slash wherever time it is that y'all are listening. Will you take us out with a toast? Your favorite toast? Something that's coming to mind? Let's just, let's toast to this beer summit that's about to happen. I always say slancha just mm-hmm. because I am uh, Irish a little bit in my background and I live there and love so much about that place um, and I love their beer culture. So slancha. I would say saluti because I love the Italian culture and may you find exactly what it is that you were meant to be doing. And let us say amen. Thank you both so much. Slancha, salute. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Hannah. Thanks so much for having us. You're awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And we'll see you at the summit. Oh, yeah. behind the curtain. I am still hammering out the details of that happy hour that Melissa and Michelle and I spoke about, but trust that it will be happening on April 22nd, so stay tuned, okay? Any excuse to hang out with the two of them, am I right? Not only are they both so joyful, but I am just struck by each of their individual beer journeys, the way Michelle unlocked her passion for beer judging and tasting, earning her BJCP certification in such an insanely short amount of time, and becoming a leader in the world of homebrewing, and the way that Melissa strives to always be learning and embraces both literally and figuratively everyone around her with her warmth and lifts up her community. Ugh, makes me feel all warm and busy inside. My beer friends, if you want to learn even more about the Women's International Beer Summit and pick up your tickets, you can go to wcfa.beer. Speaking of tickets, I will be giving away a two to the Women's International Beer Summit that runs April 22nd to the 24th. All you have to do is head to tomorrow, that's Friday, April 1st, Instagram post and comment with your favorite quote from this week's episode and you'll be entered to win. The winner will be announced next Thursday, the 7th. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what y'all thought. Thank you so much to Michelle and to Melissa for taking the time to chat with me. I really had a blast. Thank you, as always, to Megan Bacala for our guru the music and to Sabrina Rain at the Hoppiest Shop for our graphic. I will be back in two weeks with another episode. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll talk about our favorite beers. I do hope you'll join me. Until then, I will see you over at the Instagram, at Brews with Frauds, and on the TikTok, at the same handle. Love you so much. Bye.